of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Uh, we were, uh, you know, excited about uh, media day and down there talking to the coach and uh, the players and uh, Tim Alcorn, the radio voice. And here we are a uh, quarter of the way through the season at 13 and eight. And to break down that first quarter, let's go to the hotline and bring in Tim Tootsie Alcorn to talk Cavs basketball with us. How are you, Toots? Hey, I'm doing well. What else would a guy rather do than talk to the best pick and roll combo in camp? That's right. That's it, baby. Here we are. 21 games in, Tim. Hard to believe a quarter of the season is over already. And the Cavaliers at 13-8 and following last night's loss to Toronto with the third-best record in the Eastern Conference. I'm curious from watching all of those games up close, Tim. What's been the good that you've really uh, come away impressed with? And what's been the area that you think is a concern through 21 games so far for the Cavaliers? That's a great question. Uh, certainly the good is that uh, Donovan Mitchell is as good, if not better, than advertised. Uh, he's an elite all-star player. He had an off night last night. Listen, those guys, they had dead legs. It was on a back-to-back after a tougher-than-what-most-people thought win on Sunday against Detroit. But uh, 20 out of 21 games, well, he's missed a couple, but Donovan has just been elite. He has been as good as advertised. Uh, the concern... I don't know if there's really a a nagging concern. Certainly there's been nagging injuries. You know, again, we're in this situation where we can't see the full roster uh, in any given game. We've had Levert miss games. We've had Jared miss games. We've had Darius, of course, miss those first six games uh, after he had his eye lacerated in Toronto in the season opener. So I guess the concern would be that these guys really haven't had a chance to play together in J.B., hasn't had the opportunity to put those rotations together uh, as he thought he was going to do through the first quarter, through the first third of the season. So maybe that's a little bit behind schedule, but all in all, 13 and eight through uh, 25% of the year, I'll take that. Tim, as I like to say, where else would you rather be than right here, right now, especially to a big <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan like you? Uh-oh. Well, listen, uh, there are things that sometimes uh, you wish you'd rather be someplace else, uh, like Orchard Park <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, My boy. goodness. Unreal. But, uh, yeah, that was just incredible. And, and that storm literally hit in Orchard Park, New York. It's amazing. Uh, unbelievable. But, I... no, for the Cavs, listen, uh, the nucleus is there, and it's just a matter of getting these guys all together. But I'll tell you what, what you've seen the past couple of games is really indicative of the value of Jared Allen. And I know Mm -hmm. everybody loves to talk about the elite backcourt and Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. And listen, it's a great backcourt and it's fun to call. But the glue that kind of holds this whole thing together is Jared Allen, especially on the defensive end of the floor. He's that rim protection. He's that rebounder. And when he is out of the lineup, it really uh, puts a crimp in what the Cavaliers want to do. Tim, I want to ask you about Isaac Okoro. Kenny and I were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. The progression of Isaac Okoro, it just doesn't seem to be happening, especially on the offensive side of things. 
What should be the role of Isaac Okoro on this team? Well, right now, I don't think the role is for him to be uh, a main guy, one of those key cogs on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, there's only one basketball on a 24-second shot clock, and when you have Garland and Mitchell and Allen when he's healthy and Mobley, uh, I know it's strange in the NBA that the, the wing uh, is the odd guy out, but you have such a strong backcourt uh, with Jared and with Evan up front that when Isaac is on the floor with those guys, uh, he isn't going to get a lot of a lot of touches. I won't say a lot of looks because more often when he gets the ball, he's given the open look, but he really isn't looking to score. So uh, I think right now they're comfortable with where he is as far as what he contributes on the defensive end and a lot of scrap. And uh, when he's out there as the three, uh, more often than not, he's got a real volume scorer with him in the backcourt that's playing the backcourt. And so it just doesn't open up a lot of opportunities for ice. I'm looking at stats right now, Tim, through these uh, first 21 games, and Evan Mobley's played in all 21, and uh, JT and I had talked earlier this year. It looked like he was struggling maybe offensively, but yet I look at his numbers, and they're the same as last year. 15 points, actually, one more rebound, right? Nine rebounds, and the blocks are down slightly, but he's starting to come on as of late. Are are you seeing him now maybe starting to uh, get a better feel for playing with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland as that third option? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, as, as Jim Jones would say, you're all over it, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> but no doubt, uh, listen, those first few games of the year, uh, he was kind of finding his way. He had missed three of the four preseason games, hadn't really had that opportunity to play with Darius and with Donovan because, of course, they didn't play in the final preseason game. And it was going to take some time because that backcourt the way it's really put together the way it's comprised now is totally different than last year so uh, as I mentioned with with a Coro and certainly with Mobley there may not be as many touches or at least where he wants the basketball so he's going to have to figure that out and, and Darius and Donovan are going to have to figure that out with him but listen Evan Mobley has all the potential in the world to be an elite player in this league and uh, the last six, seven games, he's kind of gotten back to that level that you mentioned, Kenny, where he was last year, putting together double-double nights. Uh, he's going to be a real impact player for the remainder of the year. Tim, from, from game one at Toronto, and it seemed as though they out-physicaled us to where we are right now. And even though we weren't as physical yesterday, but we're undermanned, this team has progressed, I think, physically between game one and now. I- am I right on this matter? I would absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I think part of that is Donovan Mitchell. Uh, He's a guy that's not afraid of contact. He'll take it to the bucket. He'll draw fouls. Uh, And once Lamar Stevens entered the starting lineup, I think that impacted the energy and the physicality of this team. No, I, I totally agree with you. They were more physical with Toronto last night than they were in that opener. I mean, Toronto plays a very physical Mm -hmm rough, tough style of basketball, and you have to adapt to that. And I thought uh, the Caswell, they couldn't hit a shot last night. I, I think their legs were just done. Uh, but they, they, were, they weren't out physical by Toronto last night, and they definitely were in the opening ball game. Well, let's talk about that injury bug then, because as you stated earlier, Jared Allen, he's got the bad back. I thought maybe we might see him yesterday. Then they ruled him out before game time. How long do you think he'll be out? Will we see him tomorrow night against Philadelphia? Well, it's funny you ask that because I just checked the NBA injury report and the Cavs have not yet submitted theirs. So 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, they don't even have their list out for tomorrow. I'm sure the day off today is going to do everybody a world of good. So uh, we'll see if Jared is out there tomorrow for shoot around. Uh, that was a nasty fall he mm-hmm. took Friday night when he kind of tumbled over Giannis when he fell for that head and shoulder fake and then got on his back and fell to the floor. So uh, if your back is hurting and it's a physical game in right. that low block, it's tough to play. So We'll see what the status is for Jared uh, tomorrow when the Cavs do release their injury report. Uh, Kevin Love still dealing with that hairline fracture in the thumb, mm-hmm. tried to give it a go the game after it happened, and uh, you can see that it was really bothering him. Lamar Stevens, they say it's a non-COVID illness, so huh. let's hope it's just some bug that got a hold of him for a few days, and uh, hopefully he'll be ready to go tomorrow night because he does bring a lot of energy to the floor, and when you're going up against the 76er team, uh, they're going to bring it to you, so you better have the energy to match it. Yeah, Bud got a hold of me about seven years ago. I ain't been able to shake it either. It's named as Kenny Rhoda. Oh, geez, yeah. Okay, Tim, I could say the same thing yeah. about you. Tim, this Dean Wade injury on this <laughs> I knee. provide the vaccine for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you talk about vaccines and crazy things. This Dean Wade injury, and now he's back to playing. Is he 100%? Because the treatment he was getting on this knee is unheard of I've, i i i don't he was getting some type of an injection yeah he had some sort of infection so obviously oh. the injection uh would be something to to fight that and obviously uh, it hindered him for quite a while so uh, his shot isn't back it's amazing you watch Karis levert last night you miss a few games and it's that shot uh that kind of loses its way and you got to refine it so uh, but Dean's been out there. I don't think it's hindering him in any way as far as the defensive end or rebounding, but he hasn't been quite as sharp on those long balls. He was shooting near 50% on three balls before he went out, uh, and that certainly has dropped. Tim Alcorn, the radio voice of the Cavaliers, joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show. You can follow him on Twitter, at Cavs Alcorn. Tim, I want to go back to the, the physicality part of this because uh, they've lost eight games, and four of them have come to the Bucks and the Raptors, two of the better teams in the NBA East, in my opinion, two teams that have championship belts, right, if you want to call them that, and two teams that have championship DNA and know what it takes uh, when it is on the line in the fourth quarter especially. And we saw it in Milwaukee. They turned up the physicality in the third quarter, and in the two games with Toronto, the physicality. Do you think that, besides the injury, if uh, you're scouting the Cavaliers, you're telling your team be physical with them while they may have made strides, that's still where we can get them? That, that's a possibility. I mean, you look at those four games, and also the fact that all four of those were on the road. Uh, Milwaukee is a tough place to play, as is Toronto. I mean, each one of those teams, not just this year, but in years past, have had real strong home court records. So uh, I think that plays into it. I think a very valuable lesson was learned on Friday night against the Bucks, in the sense that, Kenny, not only was it the physicality, it was the intensity and the yeah. level of play that Milwaukee came out with in that third quarter. I mean, they just rose up and they took it to another level. Even JB said after the ball game, uh, we didn't know how to weather that. We didn't know how to respond to that. Uh, so that's a lesson learned that the next time you run into that, you're able to face that intensity that the Bucks came out with. Uh, and as far as Toronto is concerned, again, the, the Cavs battled in that first half of play. I just think they ran out of gas. They couldn't knock down shots. They had open looks. But Toronto at home, physical basketball team, 
they're tough to beat up there. So I don't know if getting physical with the Cavs is necessarily the blueprint or the recipe to beat them. Uh, I just think in those two teams, and as you said, they're elite teams, they're playoff caliber teams. They know how to raise it a notch or two. They were able to do that. So hopefully uh, when things turn around and the, get, and the Cavs get those two teams at home for the next two matchups against those clubs respectively, uh, they'll be able to turn the table somewhat. Timmy, I know you weren't doing play-by-play in the glory days when we went at all in 2016, but you were up with a lot of those games. And now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and we get the Cavaliers home games 11 of the next 14. Talk about the crowds at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Oh, they're electric. I mean, you guys have been there. When that place is really rocking, uh, it is one of the loudest arenas in the NBA. And to a man, the players will tell you they feed off that. It fuels them. Uh, the Cavaliers fan base and, and that home crowd is just outstanding. So you're right, JT, to look at that schedule. You've got to win some games here in December. Now there's some tough opponents coming in, like Milwaukee, that we just alluded to. But when you've got some home cooking uh, a lot of games between now and the first of the year at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, you have to take advantage of that. But, yeah, so far so good as far as the home games this year. And the crowds have just been outstanding. They really have gotten behind this Cavalier basketball club. Tim, who's been the unsung hero through the first 21, in your opinion? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Thank you, know, you very I, much. I, I, I pride really, myself no, on great questions. Nice job, Kenny. Good question. <laughs> no, that, that is a great question. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad JT probably set it up for you. So I would have to go... <laughs> The pick and roll combo in Canton. You know there what? It is. I think the team took took it to a different energy level. I really believe that when when Lamar was inserted into the starting lineup, he's one of those guys. You know, he's not a double double guy. He's not a twenty point guy, but he brings that level of physicality. He won't back down. And so I think when he was inserted into the starting lineup, which then put Karras off the bench, where he may be more comfortable because he's allowed to score. We mentioned. Uh, when you've got the backcourt of Mitchell and Garland and Evan and Jared on the floor at the same time, it's it's really strange. It's a paradox, but that three spot is the spot that really doesn't get a lot of point production. So the unsung hero, I would say Lamar. I think he's done a great okay. job in filling the role that JB has asked him to do. The, the guy that I had, I, and there were two guys. I had Lamar Stevens because I wanted to see more of him, and, and we got it till he, he got ill. And Jetty Osman, even though he's been inconsistent, yeah. Tim, he's provided a spark offensively at, at times, and I, I thought he was uh, one of the key contributors during that eight-game winning streak. So I think those two have really been unsung heroes, and if the Cavaliers can continue to get uh, you know, a, a little bit out of both of those guys to help that bench brigade, I think that's going to go a long way until maybe they get Ricky Rubio back. Jetty Rota, great minds think alike. That's why I hesitated because I went Jetty Lamar. I mean, it's a good right. question. I would I would tilt towards Lamar only because I think he has been more consistent than Jetty. Okay. But when Jetty is on and he's knocking down shots and he's playing with that gusto and that enthusiasm, you talk about the crowd at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. They really get into it when Jetty's just barreling up and down the floor, knocking down threes. Uh, he brings an instant energy. So, but you're right; it tends to roller coaster a little bit as far as his yeah. shot. But I'll give the slight edge to Lamar only because he's been a little more consistent in his play. 
All right, Toots, we appreciate you breaking down the Cavaliers for us, as you always do. Fantastic job so far, you and Sweets. Tootsie and Sweets calling the games right here on uh, WHBC, the Cavs radio network. Don't miss a game or you'll miss a lot. Keep up the fantastic work, Tim. Thanks so much, bud. All right, thanks, guys. Always appreciate being with you and the folks down in Canton on WHBC. Great stuff.